hands together. Come on.
Father, your word says that you own everything. You're the creator of everything. So it stands the reason that the Lord, even the air that we breathe right now, it's your air that you created, that you provided for us to live. And Lord, the words that we sing are, are singing to you right now are only possible for you providing for us the air that we need. Thank you, Lord, for caring for us, for providing for us, giving us all that we need. We love you. We sing to you. Amen. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and take a seat. And uh, Rich is going to be up for announcements. Well, good morning, Linworth. How are we doing? Good, good, good. I am so excited. I love celebration services, and uh, we only get, we do this about four times a year when there's a fifth Sunday. So um, we have some some really cool things uh, planned for you this morning, and our theme is uh, endings and new beginnings. And so um, we get to have our kids in here with us this morning, which we love also, and we'll have um, some baptisms and. Uh, baby dedications and a few other things. So um, welcome and good morning to those of you that are listening and watching online. Glad that you could join us. And if this is your first Sunday, I know we have some family visitors too for the baptisms and baby dedications. Glad you're here with us. And so we'd like to invite uh, everybody to take a look at uh, our Connect card, which is right in front of you. And if you are visiting and this is your first time, we'd love for you to fill that out. And if you could drop it on uh, at the welcome desk at the end of the service, we appreciate it. We also have a couple of boxes that you can put those in. And if you are a first time visitor and uh, we have a gift bag for you, it has some information about Linworth and a really cool Linworth coffee mug uh, that you can pick up. Uh, you could also find a connect card in the Bible app, um, which uh, a lot of you know about, maybe not all of you, but if you're following along with the Bible app, you can fill out a connect card there. If you have any prayer requests, we'd love to, uh, to have you uh, write those out for us so that we can be praying for you. So, okay, well, we're going to, you know, a, a celebration service is really kind of neat in the sense that we're not celebrating the things that we have done, but we're celebrating what the Lord has done uh, using us and at, uh, here at Linworth. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. A couple of net, real quick announcements and so we can get moving along here. Is, the first one is the fitness ministry. We have a fitness ministry here at Linworth, and uh, they have a little change. They're going to move outside on uh, for all of June and July. It's going to start on Wednesday, June 1st. And so they're going to meet at various parks in the different areas uh, around uh, town. And so that information is uh, in the um, Bible app. You can read that. But just make sure if you have some questions about that, you contact uh, the contact people would be Courtney Southard or um, on that. Or you can call the office if you can't find the information and they will have the information for you. But go ahead and mark that Wednesday, June 1st, beginning at 5.30 uh, p.m. 
All right, next up, we, this is kind of cool. We have a girl's Bible study coming up on beginning June 7th, and this is for fourth and fifth grade uh, young ladies, girls uh, over the summer. And so if you have a daughter that's in that age range and they're uh, and interested in participating, then there is uh, confirmation again, once again, in the Bible app, or you can call the office, or even on the Connect card if you have that, you can uh, write your name and uh, information there, and we will get a hold of you. But our contact person is, is Angie Leposky and or Lisa Finn, who is our children's director. So we wanna make you aware of that. And uh, finally, for our last announcement here, we have a Discover Life. We had a big announcement last week. For some of you, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but it's an outreach to uh, to bring your friends, neighbors, coworkers, whatever, a very comfortable outreach to introduce them to Jesus. And um, so what we did last week is we passed out these prayer cards for you. And so these are available um, on the tables in the back and also on the welcome desk. And there's, uh, what you wanna do is you wanna take two cards, write down the people that you are praying for um, on one card. Now we got some prayer requests last week. We want names of people that, you're praying for to come to Discover Life, okay? Um, you're gonna keep that, you're gonna pray for those people, and then you're gonna fill out the second card, same names, turn that in to our welcome desk so that we as a staff here at Linworth can be praying for those people to come to Discover Life. And that's gonna begin July 27th, so we will have a prayer time prior to this um, before uh, they come up, so. Um, and before I invite Chris up, uh, here, just want to, of course, this is Memorial Day weekend, and obviously it's it's fun for a lot of us as we gather with families, but um, it's also painful for others who have lost loved ones in the in the military. So uh, we just want to remember that as a part of our our weekend. And uh, Chris, why don't you uh, go ahead and make your way up here now? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, welcome. Hey, this is our celebration service. So glad you could be here. Lots of moving parts and activities this morning. And uh, we stop, remember, and celebrate on these mornings what God is doing in us and through us. And there really is a lot to celebrate this morning. And we will celebrate. At the same time this morning, we also do weep. And uh, you know, the church is a safe place with our brothers and sisters. It's a place where we can acknowledge evil and we can mourn its consequences. We can lament loss. And uh, I am gonna adjust my comments this morning because we have our kids with us and so excited about that. And um, uh, so I'm not gonna go into quite the detail that I normally would have. And, um, uh, but of course, just as simple to say, it's been terrible news on a number of different fronts, both in our culture as well as inside the church. And um, we could take the entire morning to talk about it. Um, uh, but it's also what we want to communicate and remember that even as we are uh, weeping with those who weep and are mourning the loss of innocent lives, um, our hope is more than simply the cliche, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Our hope is more than that. We do believe the church is the hope of the gospel, is the hope of the world. The gospel, the church, is the hope of the world. And friends, 
For those of you particularly who have been saddened by the church itself, I just want to remind you of these words that Jesus mercifully will not let go of his church. He will purify us. He will purify the church. And a repentant, holy church is the engine for changing and transforming communities. So yes, let's mourn for the victims. And let's also remember that the same uh, sort of selfishness and sin and wickedness that we see in the world and in the church, we have to remember it's somewhere else too. It's, it's inside of us. And we need the grace and the power of God working in our lives, transforming us. We really can't transform the world until God through the Holy Spirit transforms us. And a spiritual formation, we need a spiritual formation that empowers us to walk in love. And the kind of spiritual transformation that will uproot hate and selfishness from inside of us, that we can do. That we can do. There's a lot of things we can't control, but that we can do. We can, we can change the kind of people we are and the kind of church that we become. And indeed, the church is the hope of the world, a repentant, purified church that Jesus will not let go of, a church that he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. That's, that's what we need. That's what we need today. So... Um, let's take a moment and just in silence, let's remember, uh, again, victims, whether it's Buffalo or Uvalde or uh, even within one of the largest denominations, evangelical denominations of our country. Let's take a moment and in silence, remember them, and then I'll lead us, lead us in prayer. Father, this morning, like Nehemiah and like Daniel, identified with their nation of Israel and its sinfulness. So, Father, this morning, we, we repent for the sins of our land, the sins of our country, uh, violence, racism, the abuse of power, uh, sexual sin, Father, we repent of this nation's sins. And we ask you, Father, to have mercy on the church, to have mercy on our land, and to heal our land. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Shifting to our focus for this morning. Our focus this morning in our celebration service is on endings and new beginnings. There is a constant rhythm of gaining and losing in life. And part of bringing God into every area of your life, part of our discipleship is to recognize and embrace endings while allowing new beginnings to emerge. For example, we all experience personal endings albeit a job change or 
economic hardship, health issues that limit us, a loved one dies, a marriage ends, or even the aging process itself. We experience endings within the life of our community here. It could be a close friend that leaves the church. It could be changes outside your control when, uh, that make your ministry no longer viable. It could be a leader or a friend who's ministered deeply to you and they're no longer as available. Uh, it could be that your group grows rapidly and all of that initial intimacy is lost and people are struggling, you're struggling with the new normal in your group. You know, friends, how we navigate these endings, how we grieve the losses big or small and accept our new reality or embrace the new thing that God is doing in our lives individually or corporately, friends, how we do that will become a very big factor in the person that you become and in the church that we become. Change is hard, isn't it? Change is hard. But change is inevitable. Ecclesiastes 3.1, Solomon wrote, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And Pete Scazzaro said about that verse, we cannot control or stop the seasons. They simply come in God's time. Another example is someone who is able to adapt able to adjust, who accepted an ending and a new beginning was John the Baptist. When his ministry began to fade, as his disciples and the crowds began to follow Jesus, his disciples came to him and said, John, John, they were anxious and frenetic. They said, John, look, your ministry is dying. All of your followers are now going to Jesus. You remember what John the Baptist said. He must increase, I must decrease. To not recognize our endings or our losses will only leave us bitter and resentful. And on top of that, it will blind us to new opportunities, to the new thing that God is doing. We have lots of new beginnings this morning that we're going to celebrate as part of our service. Baby dedications, baptisms, high school grads, which really is a ending and a beginning. Uh, we recently commissioned a new women's director. Next week, we'll commission a new worship director. Another thing that we wanna celebrate this morning is that recently through your faithfulness, through your faithfulness, we paid off the mortgage on all of the building improvements that we made in 2013. And the building again is now completely free and clear of debt. And that's because of your faithfulness, your giving, and, and this will open up new opportunities for us. And as well, there are some ministry endings this morning we want to recognize. I'm sure these are not all, but they were, give us a little bit of a focus for this morning, focus on a couple. There's a couple of ministry endings this morning where we want to remember what God did. And these ministries ended because of changing circumstances beyond and outside of our control. One of these ministries was our free medical clinic, which for years served the physical needs of the uninsured and under-resourced in our community. 
Additionally, everyone who came was offered prayer and heard about Jesus. And literally, this was an international ministry in that many of the clients were from overseas. Aaron Carnes provided excellent leadership for this ministry. Dr. Jernell was our doctor for many, many years. So what I'd like to do right now is have all of you who were involved, either medically, administratively, or spiritually, would you stand if you were involved in our free medical clinic? Jernell's over here and Aaron's back there. Uh, Natalie Skydeman was also so involved. Will you please thank them for their work in serving our community? God bless you. God bless all of you. What a wonderful ministry. What a wonderful ministry life that was. You know, another ending here that we want to celebrate, remember, was our ministry apartment at Whispering Oaks. For, for several years, we rented an apartment at Whispering Oaks, a ministry apartment, right in the middle of a, uh, uh, an apartment complex, particularly where a Somali and other African refugees lived. It was a place where we tutored children, we served, we sought to love on the refugee community. It was a place where we taught English to their parents who were really wanting to learn English. This was a place where we met our dear uh, friends, a part of our church, Mupenda and Nuhima, who, and their wonderful sons. Um, what a blessing they have been. and What an amazing story. Uh, they have. We're thrilled to have them be a part of our church. People like Nathan Stolzfus and Benj Four, Christy Williams and Kathy Jimenez provided so much leadership there. And again, I'd like to just say, if you were involved in any capacity at the ministry at Whispering Oaks, whether tutoring or teaching ESL or providing activities for the uh, boys and girls, would you please stand if you're here this morning? Please stand if you were a part of the Whispering Oaks ministry. Again, God bless you. God bless you. And for those that provided leadership, God, God bless you for that. Christy, and again, this is a, a closing of a chapter. Christy Williams has a course. She's moved on to help resettle Afghan refugees through the work of Samaritan's Purse. Um, but here, people like Patrick and Joanna Leach over here, they've taken up that torch. And just like the Samaritan, they had a neighbor, an Afghan neighbor in need, and they just jumped on it much like the Good Samaritan. And so that torch of continuing refugee ministry is continuing. Another ending today that we're gonna celebrate is Nick Lashivo as our worship pastor. Uh, you might've seen Nick up here being a little, feeling a little emotional just a few moments ago, he'll come back up. Nick has served in this role for 10 years. He has shared his heart with us, he has led us he has moved us into the presence of God through his music and through his story. Starting at just 24 years old, we have seen Nick grow and become what many of us believe is an excellent, excellent worship leader. And again, some of our most holy, some of our most significant moments as a church where we experience the presence of God, Nick helped facilitate and to lead that Nick loves you. He loves this church. 
Over the last 18 plus months after Nick made a transition back to the vocational world, he continued to serve us part-time. He hung in there. It was very challenging. It took us a long time to uh, create the search and to find our new leader. Nick continued in that 18 months to lead our ministry through changes in his job responsibilities. Uh, he had two parents go through severe illnesses during that time. And uh, Nick hung in there and served us very well over these last 18 months. It has been a joy. I, of course, have personally worked with Nick uh, throughout the whole duration. And it has been a joy to work with him and to see him develop into a man. He's a man. He's a mature man. And most importantly, I just again told Nick this morning, most importantly, he is an excellent father and he is an excellent husband. And uh, we're going to hear from him in a little bit, little bit later. Well, again, with these endings, God provides new beginnings, right? And he and his sovereignty has been shifting our resources. He's been shifting our energy in a new direction. He's doing new things. As God moved us from Whispering Oaks in the free clinic, he raised up another international ministry. He began to prepare us for this ministry some years ago by bringing a Venezuelan family, refugees, through our church by the way of the free clinic. Jose and Maria Duque became grounded in their faith in our church after the tragic loss of their son. When they left here some time ago for Salt Lake City to be with their daughter, they connected with a sister church there. But then not long after, we met Ezekiel and Alexandra and Omar and Lisa and others, other Venezuelans as well as others from Latin America, and they had a heart and a desire to connect with us and to reach the incredible number of Hispanics that are in our community. And that led to the birth of an Hispanic ministry in February of this year. Now, I've been able to attend most of their services, most of their events. They are fun. They are celebratory. The food is great. The dancing is great. The time is great. And it's been so exciting to see this ministry unfold. Um, there's only one week, Ezekiel told me, since they've been meeting, only one week have they not had a new guest that was come to their service. Service meets at one o'clock here at the church. It has been incredible to meet some of these guests coming from different countries in Latin America with tremendous needs, new to our country, and some that have fled, literally friends, horrible situations. Most have little knowledge of the Bible, uh, most are not Christians or new Christians. And it has been thrilling to partner with them and to get to see and to know their hearts and their very evident love for Jesus. Uh, Dan and Marty Juday, Nathan Stalsfus, Laura Parker, Kristen Byler, and some others have also been regularly attending this service. So I wonder, Ezekiel and Alexandra, where are you? I, I, I saw you come, there you are, and family and Ezekiel Jr. and Sarah, and then also Omar and Lisa right here. Would you stand, please, as well? And can you just say thank you to them? We are really thrilled in this new beginning to partner with them and, again, to continue to see lives change and to, to communicate and to embody this transformative gospel that they so much embrace and, uh, 
and embody. I also, just lastly here, one more, along with the Hispanic ministry, also the English as a second language ministry was also rebirthed, coming from Whispering Oaks and being landed now in our church on Saturday mornings. And uh, so ESL, English as a second language, happens here with many of our Hispanic friends and others as well here on Saturday mornings. I don't know if I saw Kathy Jimenez, but any, oh, Kathy, are you here? Oh, good. Will you stand, please, Kathy? And, uh, and any others... Yeah, Kathy, stay standing. Are there others here? Yes. Bakers, thank you. Others here involved with our ESL. Praise God. Praise God for what he's doing. Praise God. We, we celebrate the endings. We remember the endings. We grieve the endings. But we celebrate as well the new things that God is doing. Okay, with that, let's make a, a, a turn here, and I'm going to invite up Pastor Nick, as well as the Rivera, uh, Nikhil, and Casey, and also the Caldwells. Would you all come to the stage, please? We are going to do our baby dedications, and we are inspired by Jesus himself in his blessing, in his blessing of children. And this morning, it is our goal and our aspiration to pray for these parents and to bless these children. <laughs> Nikhil, can you introduce your family? Yeah, uh, my name is Nikhil. Uh, it's my wife, Casey. Uh, we have Josiah, who's about to turn five, Micah is three, and then Judah, who's just over a year. Very good. Very good. I, uh, uh, I'm just so moved by this. I'm just going to read it verbatim. And uh, I was really moved by the, um, the inspiration for naming, uh, uh, naming their son Judah. The scripture is, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, Psalm 34.1. They have written, uh, Nikhil and Casey, uh, back when I was trying to name Judah, I was struck by Leah's story in the Old Testament and the naming of her sons. Her delight in each son and reason for their names was seemingly rooted in her perception that she would surely now receive the love of her husband, the greatest, her greatest unfulfilled longing. However, when she got to her fourth, Judah, she simply said, I will praise the Lord. Therefore, our desire and prayer for Judah is that, is that no matter what trials, sufferings, or unmet longings he may have, that he and her whole family would simply praise the Lord continually and bless him at all times. Amen? It's beautiful. Amen. Amen. Um, I don't... Will he let me hold him? Should we try? Should we even try? There's our answer. <laughs> Don't we lay hands on them? Yeah. If you'd like to, you can, you can reach out a hand if you want to, as we pray for the Rivera family and for Judah. Father, I lift up Nikhil and Casey 
and remind them of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ as they raise these three wonderful sons. Lord, raising three my own, I know what grace we needed, what empowerment we needed, what faith we needed, and I pray that you would give them the faith, the love, the acceptance, the grace, the wisdom as they are embarking on this incredible journey of parenting and make them more like Jesus in the midst of it. But today, Lord, specifically, we pray for Judah. We lay hands on him. We entrust him to you, Father. And we agree with what Nikhil and Casey have expressed, that no matter what comes his way, he will continually and always bless you and praise you and recognize that you indeed are a good and wonderful God. Amen. All right, I want you guys come on over here, step into the light. Um, Corey, why don't you go ahead and introduce your family to us? We're the Caldwells. Um, I'm Corey. This is my wife, Faith, and this is our son, Matthias. Yeah, Corey and Faith uh, are somewhat newer to our church. They actually live in my wife, Faith, and I's neighborhood, and it's just been a joy to get to know you guys and feel so honored that you uh, asked me to do this and to pray for him. Um, Matthias was born uh, this, on October 13, 2021. Um, the verse that uh, Corey and Faith chose was Proverbs 16, 9, which says, The heart of a man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. And uh, they chose this verse because their journey to parenthood has been uh, much different than they ever would have planned or imagined. Um, the route that God has taken them on over the last um, several years here, starting with some infertility issues and then uh, beginning to do foster care. Um, and then in a, a surprising act of grace and love, the Lord blessed them with Matthias here. And all along this has challenged and strengthened their faith. And through it all, they're so grateful for God's hand in every step of this journey that, again, they, they would not have uh, planned, but God in his grace and in his wisdom has, has brought them to this point. And so um, let's, let's pray for Matthias and bless him, uh, much the way that Jesus did when the little children were brought to him in the Gospels, and he uh, prayed for them and blessed them. So I'm going to let you hold him. I'm not going to make the same mistake Chris did. So. <laughs> All right, well, you guys, uh, again, extend a hand. Let's bless this family and bless this baby. Jesus, we thank you so much for Matthias's life. God, what a blessing. You are such a good God. You're so gracious. You're so kind. And Lord, we ask now that in the name of Jesus, you would bless him and keep him, that you would cause your face to shine upon him, that you would lift your face upon him and give him peace. Lord, we pray for Corey and Faith. I just thank you for them. Thank you that in your uh, sovereignty and your wisdom, you called them to be his parents. And we pray you would strengthen them. You'd give them, uh, you'd cause all grace to abound the, uh, to them as they raise Matthias. Pray that you would give them the strength and the patience they need to, uh, to lead him in the ways of the Lord. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right, uh, at this time, I'm going to call up Alex Fabian, our student ministry director, and also any other high school leaders that are here. Uh, we're going to honor our seniors, graduating seniors now.
All right, come on. Here we go. <laughs> hey, guys. So if there are any other uh, leaders that are here, please come up on stage as well. We'd love to uh, just recognize you guys as well. So let me introduce them as they come up. We have uh, Craig Wissinger. Uh, Craig has been serving with us for three years, three and a half years, three, four years, 16 years. I don't know. Uh, Caleb Narum is also actually a graduate of uh, Lifeline and came back to be a leader. So we're thankful for Caleb. He's been here for four years, three years. And Lauren Bush, another graduate of Lifeline that came back to be a leader. And she has served on and off for uh, about a year, year and a half in between going to college and coming back. So uh, we're very thankful to have them. And, and for me to serve alongside of them has been great. And so many other leaders that we've had over the last five and a half years that I've been here, we're thankful for the impact, the lasting impact that you guys have had on our high school ministry as a whole, as well as the students that are continuing to graduate every year. So this year, uh, we just have a couple students. Some of them are in person and they will be able to come up on stage. Some of them are either on vacation or have other things going on, which is okay. We still want to recognize and honor them. We also, uh, and I think it's important to acknowledge this, we also have several students that are graduating that go to other churches. Um, and so, you know, they're not with us today, and unfortunately we're not going to, you know, announce their names, but we have a robust amount of seniors graduating, and we're proud of every single one of them, even if we don't say their name. So, first up, we have Elijah Rank. He will be graduating from the School of Home and will attend <laughs> Lipscomb University to study business. I don't think Eli's here, but we can, we can send uh, love to him next time we see him. Uh, we have Blake Judd. So Blake, if you're here, you come on up. He's graduating from Thomas Worthington High School, and he will be attending the, the Ohio State University, and he will study electrical and computer engineering. Next up, uh, Joe Nadur. Joe is graduating from Dublin Kaufman High School. We have Joe. Yeah, there he is. So Joe is going to attend John Carroll University where he's going to study pre-med slash biology and also swim for the Blue Streaks. So that's cool. I'm going to slide down so we can make room. Uh, Beth Finn. Beth is graduating from Olentangy Liberty High School. And Beth will be attending the Jessup Scott Honors College, sounds fancy, uh, at the University of Toledo where she will study exercise science with a pre-med concentration. So she is smarter than all of us. <laughs> Up next, uh, Josie Cortolano. She's graduating from Veritas Academy and she will be attending Cedarville studying criminal justice. So make sure you behave. And last, but certainly not least, Andrew Nash. So Andrew Nash is, Andrew Nash is graduating from Worthington Kilbourne. Oh, there he is. So pretty cool thing about Andrew Nash is he's graduating not only with the highest honors, but he also, in his uh, time in high school, completed an associate's degree from Columbus State. So congratulations, very cool for that. And uh, 
He'll continue college at Franklin where he'll study computer science. So, ladies and gentlemen, your seniors of 2022. So at this time, what we'd like to do is have any uh, available elders uh, in our church come up to pray for them, and we're going to lay hands on them. And so in uh, continuing fashion, if you guys would just extend your hand as our elders uh, pray over our high school graduates. Father God, we thank you uh, for these that you've brought into our presence, into our church. It's no accident that they're here. We thank you for their involvement in uh, church and involvement in their greater community through high school. Lord, we, they're, they're off into the world now, and we ask that you would uh, have them be in the world, but not of the world. You would have them be ambassadors uh, for your name, and uh, we ask, Lord, for, uh, we do ask for success for them and spiritual growth and maturity in their lives, and uh, Lord, may they hold on to you with all that they have. This is what we pray in your son's name. Amen. There's just, feels so weird being in swim trunks up here, so I'm just going to say it now. Uh, feels like there's no dignified way to do this, but uh, all right. Well, one main last element here, which I'm so excited about, and that is we this morning have the privilege of witnessing quite a few people uh, declare to the church and to the world that they belong to Jesus Christ through baptism. You know, baptism it really is such a truly special moment and an important moment in the life of every Christian. It tells us in the book of Romans, in Romans chapter six, that one of the main purposes and meanings of baptism is that it symbolizes Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and our participation in that. When we go down in that water, we are being buried with Christ. And when we come up out of that water, we are being raised uh, to a newness of life. Baptism, uh, we're also told in the scriptures, represents and it shows the one being baptized that they have been washed, that their sins have been cleansed and forgiven, that their old way of life is now dead and is buried, and that they have been raised to a new life in Christ Jesus. Um, not only that, but baptism is also, as I said earlier, a public initiation or a declaration that lets everyone know, as we said earlier, that we now belong to Christ and to his church. And so with that said, I want to invite up now Naomi Baker, Owen Waldman, Patrick Leach, and Hudson and Miriam Carruthers. Why don't you go ahead and join me on stage here? All right, we're going to uh, do something a little different than we've done in the past. Apparently, this is something we, we've done years ago, but haven't done for a while. And it's something that many Protestant churches do as part of their baptism ceremony. And that is, I'm gonna ask uh, you five here a series of questions. And if you agree with them, I want you to say, I do. 
Are you ready? All right. Do you desire to be baptized today? Do you renounce the three enemies of God and of your soul, the world, the flesh, and the devil? Do you put your faith in Jesus Christ and accept him as your savior? And finally, do you desire to turn from sin and know, trust, and obey Jesus? Okay, all right. Well, we're gonna have a moment here of sharing some uh, testimonies, some stories. Um, I'm gonna start here with Naomi, she asked. Uh, she wrote up her story and asked if I would share it for her. And so I'm gonna read it as if it's coming from her. And uh, so here, here's her story. Naomi says, I was raised by two loving parents doing the best they can with what they have. I have three siblings. I went to a Baptist church the first eight or nine years of my life, and then we transitioned to Limerth Road Church. I accepted Christ at the, around the age of eight. The experience was enlightening. However, I didn't understand why I needed Christ other than that was what I was supposed to do. When I was 10, something traumatic happened that changed me as a person. From that moment, I went away from God and his understanding and toward my own understanding. I knew I needed love, but searched in all the wrong places, causing a lot of trauma in my life, leading me to live a life that was unfaithful to God. After two years of college, I stopped uh, going due to financial reasons, and I moved to Newark, Ohio to pursue a job opportunity. Living with a roommate who soon moved uh, and was replaced with a male roommate was one of the worst decisions I made. I knew my whole family was against me living with a male before marriage, yet I did so. This would prove to be a very traumatic and life-changing two years. The first year with this guy, the second year being pregnant with my daughter. After having my daughter, Mabel Lane, and three more months of looking for love in all the wrong places, I started going to celebrate recovery and recommitted my life to God. After going to celebrate recovery for seven and a half months, I decided to get baptized to truly rededicate my life to Jesus as his child, not just for myself, but as an example to my daughter so that she can see and know the love of God through me. Thank you, Naomi. All right, Owen, I'm gonna to turn to you now. And Owen, why don't you share with us your journey of becoming a follower of Jesus and, and tell us why you wanna be baptized. Well, I don't have any like big moments that like really turned me to the religion that's just been around all my life with my grandpa being a pastor and me coming here ever since I was a kid. And we read that the next step in becoming Christ because God commanded it is to be baptized and it's just the right thing to do to follow my path in Christ. All right, thank you, Owen. All right, Patrick, are you ready? Do you wanna come over here? Maybe you can set your paper down. Um, this is Patrick Leach. Why don't you share with us your journey of becoming a follower of Jesus, and then also tell us why you wanna be baptized today. Hi my, name is, hi, my name is Patrick Leach, and I'm 10 coming on 11. I decided to be baptized today because I wanted to accept God as my savior. I decided to be baptized somewhere around the beginning of February, lying in bed. Here's a verse that ever since I learned it has helped me, has helped remind me that God loves me so much that he sent his one son, his one, his only son to save me from my sins. So no matter how bad I mess up, that God always loves me. Here it is, John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's awesome, thank you. 
<laughs> All right, son, are you ready? All right. Why don't you share with us your journey of becoming a Christian and also why you want to be baptized? Hi, my name is Hudson. Today, I want to be baptized because the Lord died and washed away my sins. I became a Christian when I was five, but I didn't fully understand it back then. So I recommitted to being a Christian on March 5th, 2021 at 10 p.m. with my dad. I realized that I had not understood what it was really like to be a Christian until I could read the Bible. God tells us that we should be baptized because he told us to do it, and it shows everyone that I know Jesus is alive in me. And lastly here, Mimi, why don't you share with us your journey of becoming a Christian and why you want to be baptized. Hi, my name is Miriam. Last summer, me and my dad were driving in our truck to go mow my grandpa's rental properties. Usually my brother and my brother is the one who helps my dad, but he couldn't that day, so I went. As we were driving, I asked a few questions about God to my dad. My dad answered my questions, and then he asked me if I wanted to become a Christian, which I said yes. Then he led me into a simple prayer to receive Jesus. So today I want to be baptized because I want to obey Jesus, and I want everyone to know that I love and follow him. All right, well, we're all gonna walk over here now. And uh, if you wanna just turn your attention, families, please feel free to get up and get a little closer. And uh, we're gonna do our baptisms.
without crying. Um, first of all, uh, you guys can take a seat if you want to, but be less awkward for me. <laughs> um, Chris has allotted me five minutes to um, just share with you. Uh, it's going to take a little bit longer than that. And my thought is, what are they going to do? Fire me? <laughs> Um, but no, Chris said earlier, he talked about how much I love this church, and uh, I do. 
I love this church so much. I love all of you so much. Uh, Jacqueline, my wife, and I, we came here in 2009, and uh, I remember... I remember walking through the doors. We were actually looking for a church and uh, we lived out in Reynoldsburg at the time and all of our friends started coming here and uh, Jacqueline was sort of like, oh, I don't want to you know, go to a church just because all of our friends are going there. And, um, but we ended up deciding to check it out one day and I just remember walking in and um, I remember leaving and just feeling like this is, this is our home. This is our church. And, um, and then I started, yeah, I've been a part of music ministry since I was probably 12 years old, uh, uh, from a really young age. Actually, my brother-in-law here, he can attest to that. We were on the same worship team together, uh, when I was just a wee little lad. Um, and, and so when I came here, I remember we were going to new song at the time. I just remember hearing how great the music was at Linworth all the time and, on one hand, it kind of ticked me off because I was just jealous. Um, I wanted music at New Song to be awesome. Um, but on the other hand, there was, it made me feel like, man, this is something I, I want to be a part of, you know. Uh, so when we came to Linworth, I, I had every intention of getting involved in the music ministry and uh, being a part of just what the Lord was doing here. And, uh, and so, you know, started serving um, started playing bass, which, um, except for my brother-in-law, uh, I, most guitar players do not like playing bass. Um, and then I just, I started getting some opportunities to lead music on Sunday morning. And that's really where my heart was and my passion was. Um, and it, you know, ever since then, it's just been a joy, uh, jo gathering with you on Sunday mornings, and singing the songs that we sing to the Lord. You guys, whether you know it or not, you've taught me so much about myself. Uh, you've humbled me. Um, and I'm just, like I said earlier, I, I just, I love this church so much. I love you all so much. I've probably been asked a thousand times uh, if we're leaving Linworth. Um, and that is not the case. We're, we, we are not leaving Linworth. Um, my plan is I'm gonna take about a six month to a year break from anything involved with music ministry. Uh, I'll still be on the elder board. Um, and then after that break, I'll probably, you know, maybe do music once a month or something like that here and there. Um, the last thing I just wanted to share is, uh, I just wanted to say thank you to Chris Martin. Um, I don't know if I can express with words how much I love that man. God puts people in your life. I know he's certainly put people in my life, like my wife and my best friend, Nick, and Chris Martin, he's put people in my life that have, he's used as a resource of his love and his grace in my life. I can look back on the last 10 to 12 years and I can see how 
God has used Chris in a profound way to help me become the person that I am today. Chris, I love you. And I, I, I just, I appreciate you so much. And Louise, I love you. I appreciate you so much. I'm going to miss talking about stranger things and asking each other what we brought for lunch. Um, but I just, I wanted to say thank you, Chris. I wanted, I wanted to say thank you for, at the very beginning, the trust that you gave me to lead this ministry. I remember when I first started, I got a budget and I saw how much it was and I, I just, do they know who I am? Like they are entrusting me with this much money. Um, and I remember how terrified I was of Bob Vaultman. Anytime I would buy something, I was worried that he was going to see a receipt and just pound me with his giant hands and <laughs> choke me with his long mustache. Um, but yeah, just, just the trust that you uh, gave to me. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think back of, to who I was at 24 and I, I don't know if I would be willing to do the same. Um, but anyway, that's really all I have left to share. I, one thing, the last thing I, this is the last thing I promise. I keep saying this is the last thing. A while ago, a buddy of mine, he shared an analogy with me. He's a music ministry leader at another church. And, um, you know, I hear the phrase a lot, uh, thank you for leading us into the presence of God. And I've shared this before on Sunday mornings, but um, that's really not the job of a worship pastor or music ministry leader. That's the Holy Spirit's job, you know. That's only the Holy Spirit can do that. And a buddy of mine shared this analogy with me that a worship leader is a lot like a tour guide in a museum. It's a little cheesy, but you know, you think about going to a museum and you get a tour guide and they, they walk you around the museum and they show you all of these really awesome things in the museum. And the, ho the hope is that you see these things and you're amazed by them. You're blown away by them. So much so to the point you look at your friend that you're with or your spouse that you're with and you're like, wow, I can't believe that. Look how amazing that is. And really, a, a, a worship pastor, their job on Sunday morning is to put the beauty and glory and grace of Christ on display so that the church sees it and says, wow, I, I need to respond to this in, in, in some way. And that response is worship. Um, and so that's something I feel like I've had the privilege of doing in this church for the last 10 years is sort of being this tour guide on Sunday morning of these songs that display the beauty and the glory and the grace of Christ. And we've all got to join in together and say, wow, how amazing is the Lord? How awesome is the Lord? How gracious is the Lord on my life? Um, and it's, it's just been a, it's been a joy. Uh, thank you so much for letting me do this. Thank you so much for encouraging me the way that all of you have um, these last 10 years. Um, I love you so much.
Um, so this last song, I just feel like it's been kind of one of our anthems here at Linworth for the last few years. And so let's just, let's sing it out together. Praise the name 
Steve, you got me here. Good. Thanks, Steve. Um, that's a special moment. Thank you. Another special moment. You let us in. Thank you. Um, as soon as we're done, I want to encourage you to go out the hallway, and then to your left, we're going to have a cake reception for Nick. He loves cake. <laughs> right? Right? And we have lots of cake. We tried to order a black and gold cake. But, but, it, but it turned out orange and brown. Just kidding. Not really. <laughs> we love everything about Nick besides, except for the Steelers. <laughs> oh, seriously. Nick, inside the special envelope is a gift for you and Jacqueline from the church and uh, for your years of service here. We're so grateful. We really, truly are grateful. And besides the cake, when you go back there, there are these cards that you can write on for Nick. We want to encourage you. It might be a, a moment you're thankful for. Uh, maybe a service that you remember or a song that you remember that was particularly meaningful to you. Maybe it's encouragement for his future. So just take a moment, if you would. I know that Nick and Jacqueline both would really appreciate uh, hearing your thoughts. And uh, so those cards are right by the, are right by the cake. Let's finish with the blessing. Now may the love of God and community and connectedness to his Holy Spirit and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.